When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Are you a boner guy? Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoonie. It's showtime. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only show that's going to break down the explosive new John Bolton book that exposes Trump's dealings with China. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week, the man Nick Mullen won't shut up about and BLM ally, it's Andy. <laughs> Let's talk shit. Please go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to our Discord server, link to our merchandise, and link to our Patreon. I teased that we were going to have a bonus episode last week. That got rescheduled. We're going to do it this week. Uh, Dick Masterson and I are going to do another crossover show. But I want to say we've crossed a threshold. We have over 500 patrons now Ooh. on Patreon. Really appreciate the support. So we're officially going to two bonus episodes a month. And we'll continue to crank those out. For all the people who are signed up on our Patreon. Also, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on iTunes. And then shit all over us in the comments section. Today, we'll be reviewing a podcast called The Vocal Fries. I chose this because I heard an ad for it during the wild pitch. That was the terrible podcast we reviewed last week. Right. Andy and I have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a show hosted by Megan Figueroa and Carrie Gillen. It's two linguists mm-hmm. who yeah. do a show. And what's the point of their show, Andy? Making me feel bad. <laughs> I, I feel so bad because... I listened to, producer Chris and I listened to the show last night out on the porch, and we listened to an episode, it's like their fourth episode ever, and it was called Grammar Nazi, N-O-T-Z-I, yeah. for some reason, and it, it was a lot more lighthearted than the one that you listened to, that I listened to this morning. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, I was listening to this like, oh, poor Andy. Well, that was the one that was in the, that got teased. Correct. So I was like, oh, that's the one we're doing. So I listened to it. It was the most recent one at that time. God, Pat was like, oh, I want to do that one. It sounds fun. Dude, you do not want to do this (laughs) show. I I was telling my wife about it. She's just like, why do you have to be on all the ones that are going to get you doxxed and fired? (laughs) I know. (laughs) So this is a show about linguistic discrimination. Who is the audience for this? There's got to be three people in every college that Who major in this. possibly know that this is a thing? Yeah. Linguistic discrimination. I feel like the people that enjoy the Big Bang Theory enjoy this podcast. There's people who enjoy the Big Bang Theory? <laughs> Same people. Should we listen to their enjoy. podcast? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sound like real assholes. The show was on for a long time. Nobody <laughs> right, was watching good point, it. Good point. Andy, since you had to listen to the worst episode ever, and I feel so bad for you... Do you want to play a, a clip that sums up the show? Um, oh, God. How to sum it up. We might as well just start from the beginning. This first clip has them explaining that there's, I guess there's an academy mm-hmm. of language for different, like, Spanish or French. So this is the Fran- French Language Academy explaining 
the gender of coronavirus. Right. Right. In the romance languages, every object has a gender. Because it's either right. la or la. Right. So they have to decide these things. So they, they decided what COVID-19 was. Right. So there they... is an acad- a French academy that monitors the French language. The Académie Française has deemed COVID to be, I believe, masculine. And this is grammatical gender. Grammatical gender, yes, obviously. Yes, yes. <laughs> it can't possibly I mean, be the other one. I mean. <laughs> oh, COVID doesn't have a big dick. It's got big dick energy. It's getting things done. And it's the Pete Davidson of diseases. Yeah. But then it's awesome because right after that clip, too, uh, you know, forget all that. Yeah, they went on and on about how it's male, and this is why it's male, and actually in Montreal they speak a different dialect, and this is, and their, their version of it is this, and then they go like this. Oh, so actually I got this wrong. So actually the Academy Francaise is saying, no, it should be feminine, it should be la. What? Because of the, la maladie. Like they do, they're saying in Quebec. So they're saying the Quebecois are correct. <laughs> Just kind of fun. So that was her with show prep, getting it completely wrong yeah. for a while, too. Like, that conversation went on for a while. Yeah. I'm for glad that you pulled it Fucking coat, just like a woman, can't make up its mind. <laughs> okay. I want to start off by talking about the episode that we listened to, because they're linguists. Mm. They talk about how they're not grammar snobs, or as some people might call it, a grammar Nazi. We're talking about the grammar snobs among us. Right. What we used to call grammar Nazis, but it seems uh, unfair to call them that now. (laughs) It does. And I've always wondered why you would want to be called that anyway. So they say, you know, we used to always say grammar Nazis when you're really strict about it. But nowadays, it doesn't seem like, and they lean into this too. This is great. People would put grammar Nazi, like put things about themselves like that to describe themselves. That's true. Yeah. They adopted it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a badge of honor. Yeah, I wonder how many people still use that now. I know. Real Nazis have kind of ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> yikes. <laughs> they just yikes Nazis. And what's so great about this take. is they say, you know, it used to be fine to say grammar Nazi because Nazis weren't that bad. But nowadays, dummies, Nazis peaked in the 1940s. When Nazis were, like, really bad guys, it was in the 1940s. They haven't gotten worse. They're not trying to exterminate an entire race of people actively right now. Yeah. I mean, maybe and, they want to. And you you owning it isn't any better. People would say that because of somebody who's an asshole. Like, when you text Y-O-U-R and when it should have been Y-O-U-R-E, and right. somebody points it out, you're like, oh, fuck you, grammar Nazi. You don't then go, oh, yeah, I am. <laughs> the most grammary Nazi that you've ever met. I'm going to correct your grammar and I'm going to shave the sides of my mustache I just thought off. that was so funny. Like, I, that took me aback because they're like, well, nowadays you wouldn't want to be a grammar Nazi. I'm like, we had to start a whole world war over those assholes. We're like, cut it out, guys. Those fucking Nazis were bad news. They invented autocorrect just for that. All right. Speaking of Nazis, we're going to get into, there's two types of linguists. There's prescriptive and descriptive. Okay. A prescriptive linguist is the person who wants people to follow the grammatical rules of language. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm saying this right okay. now. Okay, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, hold on, let's just get into this. This is explaining that they're descriptive and the people who are prescriptive want people to speak correctly. 
Linguists are describers. We look at what's actually out in the real world and we describe that. And then we also try to explain it, but we're, we look at the real world. Prescriptivists want the world to be in a particular way. So they want people to speak and write in a particular way. Mm -hmm. And it really comes down to, this is like uh, centuries ago, it's a, a different men, different white men, depending on the era, were trying to make English seem more like Latin. So I'm not as educated as these two numbnuts, but what she's explaining is there's rules to language. Yeah. And it's because white men were assholes, which is weird because I think rules in language are extremely important. It's what makes it so that we can actually communicate with each other and understand each other. Yes. If there were no rules, language would not work. <laughs> all right. So they're saying that this is all because of this past patriarchy that there's grammatical rules in which we have to follow. They are against this for some reason. I'm just going to go down this road for a minute and then we'll hop back to your fun episode. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So they're uh, talking about how they're descriptive and the difference with them. Right. And when we're trying to explain what we see, we do it without judgment. And I think that that's important. Right. Andy, how many T's are there in the word important? <laughs> that's important. <laughs> I don't think there were any T's the way that she yeah. said it. I couldn't even say it right. Well, where, so where does Ebonics fit into this? Because oh. that, do they talk about that? They don't talk about Ebonics. I haven't heard that one in a long time, actually. <laughs> but they do speak, just they do speak to that. all the rules. Correct. And they think that that's just fine. And they're totally cool with that. More importantly, we have to know that when you do correct somebody's grammar, it's actually racist. This is not okay. Because what really what we're doing when we're um, being prescriptivists is we're really being racist and classist. And ableist is and something ableist. that, yeah. Um, so there are specific rules because one of these women has a master's degree in English. Yep. So they know that there are grammatical rules. Yep. People break those rules. And if you call them out on it, you're a racist. And that's the Ebonics. That's the Ebonics piece coming back to us. Is that insane thinking? Um, I didn't yeah. write the rules. Yeah. I just try to obey them from time to time so yeah. people know what I'm talking about. It's giving giving stupid people a pass. It, oh, 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 oh. That's classist, Andy. It is. But... They didn't grow up with the same opportunities. Well... So I'm gonna I'm just gonna run through this real quick and then we'll get out of the subject. It's it's so fucking crazy. You, you can't fucking win. I'm, so I'm not gonna try. No, of course you can't win. Yeah. This woman was tapped to teach a class at a community college, an English class or a grammar class at a community college. You already heard what her thoughts are on grammar. It was invented by white men and it's bad. Yeah. So this is interesting. Yeah, I saw this. Um... It was really hard for me as a linguist. I uh, needed money, so I taught at a local community college, which I actually loved, but I was teaching grammar. And that's really hard to do when you're like, well, I don't want to feel like I'm you know, prescribing how these people should speak. <laughs> Could you imagine you're teaching a math class and I was like, two plus two is five. You're like, I don't want to offend you. That's one way to look at it. <laughs> Another way would be the correct way to look exactly. at it. Exactly. Why is it any different with grammar or English? What, yeah. what is she talking about? I know. You're yeah. offending people. <laughs> it's not classist or racist. If somebody, if I'm in high school and I'm sitting next to a guy that's learning the same thing as me and I'm getting it and he's making armpit fart noises. Yeah. It, that's not class. He's just an 
idiot. You're being an ableist, Andy. Oh, am I? <laughs> All right. Let's get back into the patriarchy because they explain that they don't like any of the rules to grammar. And then they start explaining what the rules are to grammar yeah. right after that. Okay. So now that we've talked about why, let's talk about what some of these prescriptive rules are. And again, they're made up. They're made up rules. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody just decided one day, aha, I'm going to make this a rule. And then for some reason, people stuck with the, stuck with it. Patriarchy. <laughs> and because the patriarchy is why we talk the way that we do. For some reason, we have rules to language and we stick with them. It must be the patriarchy keeping us down. They get more into how upset they are that white men are the ones who created these rules. Remember, we're talking about English. Yeah. A very specific language. White men didn't create all rules about all languages, but they sure did about English. But then it's like the people in power that like um, keep um, perpetuating those rules. And unfortunately, yeah. people in power have been white dudes. So, Yeah. Yeah. Um, also because English was originally spoken mostly by white people. So that true. part. <laughs> true. 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 <laughs> yeah. Not a lot of African tribes got to say in this one. Like, what's confusing about this? Why are they upset about this? You have to get people on the same page when it comes right. to speaking a language. Somebody has to say something about what we can all agree on. And if it was a white guy that did it, sorry. They've decided that the rules are fucked. Not because they dislike the rules, but because a white man created them or white men created them. So then they start thinking about well, what if we recreated the rules? Because you heard her say earlier, the rules are made up. All rules are made up. Yeah, right. It's, it's, not, it's not the rule of gravity. <laughs> Those rules are made up, you think? Yeah. Stupid idiot. See, I just use language to show you that you're an idiot. <laughs> so this is, uh, they want to fix the problem, but there's no possible way with their worldview that they can. Although the problem with reforming the English writing system, which I've, I've said many times that we should do, the problem with it is... Then how do you, which dialect do you choose? Yeah. So it's point. not going to happen. <laughs> no. So if they were to create new rules to fix it, it would inherently be racist. So they cannot fix it. Now, remember, this is progressive thinking. Yeah. They cannot make progress. <laughs> is that ironic? They can't make progress because of their progressive thinking makes everything racist. Yeah. I think that's the most profound thing I've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> fucking adults can't get out of their own way language keeps evolving anyway and do you think it was a white man that that started saying i i literally can't even <laughs> i can't e i literally can't even <laughs> a, white, right. a white guy came up with that i'm sure couple more people say it all the time now couple more clips this explains why it's it's classist to correct somebody's grammar like you were talking about the guy making armpit farts next mm -hmm. to you yeah. Not his fault. And I guess we should say... Not their fault. And I guess we should say why it's racist and classist. Yes. I mean, again, writing is artificial. If you don't know the difference between your, your, and your in writing, this may be because of the education system that you grew up in, um, the quality of it, how far you got in your education, mm -hmm. how many times you were made to practice this, right? Like, if you didn't go that far in your education system for one reason or another, and maybe that's because of socioeconomic reasons, so class, um, then you don't have time to practice this. And again, this, these are things that you practice and you learn. So that's one reason. Yeah. No shit, Sherlock! No shit! No shit, Sherlock! No fucking shit, Sherlock! 
Yeah. Or, or you elected to go ride bikes instead of doing your homework. <laughs> we know that some people are less educated and don't speak as well, and then we make fun of them for that. <laughs> it's how we shame them into getting an education. It's a very important part of culture I know. and society. Last thing I want to play on this topic, and then we'll make it more fun. No, we won't. <laughs> We're going to my clips, we won't. Oh, yeah, good point. All right. So this is something called code switching. Yeah. Are you familiar with this term? Mm, no. I wasn't. <laughs> code switching is the ability, and I'll say it for them because they didn't say it this way, basically to go back and forth between talking black and talking white. Okay. Because you see this all the time. Hillary Clinton does it. A lot of people do, right? <laughs> so this is them talking about uh, code switching. Yeah, and you're totally right. Like when I said um, code switch to the school set, like let's use this language in the school setting, it felt so wrong. Like my stomach kind of hurt because I was like, oh, there's so many fucked up reasons why so-called standard American English is the one that we use in a school setting. And that's problematic on so many reasons. So racist, so class, like so many terrible things intersect to make that the reason why that's the, the, the language you use in the school. The way we've all agreed to talk is so problematic. Did you hear that, Andy? Yeah. It's problematic for so many reasons. There's no pleasing these fucking people. No. There's nothing we could possibly do yeah. that they would say, all right, I'm good now. Let's all move on and just live in society together. So how are you supposed to do that? Like, if Michelle Pfeiffer can't walk into Dangerous Minds and turn her chair around and sit on it backwards <laughs> and teach a bunch of black students, well, then... Where, you know, how do you get on the same page? That's how you do it. That's how you I do it. I think you got to figure it out. <laughs> By the way, I want to point out these linguists who are majors at English and the thing that you have with those professors, the one woman's a scientist. Yeah. She talks about how she's a scientist. I mean, I don't know what she studies. She I... talked, I don't know, did you listen to the whole thing? I tried. That, there was a lag <laughs> in there. I think it's from minute 20 to minute 35, just yeah. straight monologuing. Yes. You would have thought nobody else was on the show. Correct. Uh, over no one could get a word minutes in. straight. No one could get a word in. And so you would think they'd be really good at English. Here's my like super cut. Like, 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 like 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 a ton. Oh, yeah. But it's called vocal fries. So I didn't want to zoom in on that too much. Like, all right. I knew what I was signing up for. But you don't know how to talk? What do you got, Andy? Well, let's see. Well, I'll keep it a little light. But so they're... <laughs> yeah, let's lighten up the mood a little bit. Yeah. Jesus Christ. They're obviously, you know, fancy themselves as language experts. But yeah. they're definitely not audio engineers. <laughs> the, the music bed for this, they, yeah. they just use it over and over and over and over again and to, like they segue between segments with it yeah now, now we'll play this and it's kind of like a, a little bouncy lighthearted, uh you know sounds like peter frampton mm -hmm. sort of like wah on it you should just go one into another not like this let's hear clip three <laughs> 
we do? Bored as hell? Yes. I mean, you, you're supposed to fade into the next thing. You don't hard cut out and then back well, in. Well, I think it's worse than that. I think they have it on a loop. Whatever they're playing it through, SoundCloud or whatever, mm. it just loops automatically. So it got to the end and it just started over again. <laughs> Something that is so easily fixed I, in post. Oh. So easily fixed in post. And they had things that they obviously didn't post. The episode I listened to where they cut in little segments from movies and stuff and had a little bit of fun. So I imagine they're listening back to this. Maybe not anymore. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know why they would. It's hard to listen to, man. It's a slog. Y oh, yeah. Especially the one I listened That's to. That's what I'm talking about. So they, the one I yeah. listened to with producer Chris last night, we were laughing our asses off. <laughs> that was fun to listen to. I, Yours was... I should have asked you instead of just going... No, I'm glad, I'm glad that you suffered. Yeah. I'm glad that you suffered <laughs> for my show. Yeah. <laughs> but I, everybody suffers on this show. The, the guests... This is of the version of their guest when they introduce her. Mm -hmm. This is her being excited to be there. So welcome. Yes, welcome. Thank you so much for being Thank here with you. us. Oh, I'm so like... I'm so excited to be on here. Like, I love your podcast. It's hilarious. <laughs> no! <laughs> do you know what show you're on? And the woman you were reacting, they were like, oh, you think it's, that we don't do a funny, oh, okay. Yeah. Do you, do, so this is vocal fries. She sounds like she's on Quaaludes. She's like, I'm so excited. To <laughs> she's like, she even said, I think she said she was starstruck. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? You're on the Vocal Fries podcast. Yeah. Do these people have a Patreon? They do, don't they? they I heard oh, them man. talking about bonus episodes. Ooh. I, gotta, I can't imagine I gotta look that, that anybody... Like, what is the what is the audience for that? I still can't figure it out. There's got to be... like Somebody did a thesis on this, and now they are the only people that are remotely interested in they this They have topic. 95 patrons. Hmm. Making three hundred and sixty-seven dollars per month. Uh, I want to talk to. Shocking. All right, I'm putting this out there. I said I want to talk to anyone who actually listens to Cedric John is a fan of his show. That's still out there. Yeah. Sale D chickened out. Whoever wants yeah. to do that. If you're a fan of the Vocal Fries podcast, because Andy keeps asking the question, like, who, who's this for? Who's listening to this? I don't know. No. There's people listening to this though. I guess. On purpose. Insane. Paying money for it. <sighs> There's an audience for this show. Yeah. I really, all right, there's another, this other uh, clip has the host. I can't remember the name of any of the hosts. One you can under, one you has good audio and one has bad Yeah, audio. that's very true. One's named Megan, the other one's named Carrie, and I yeah. could not tell them apart. Right. The guest sounds the best. It's your podcast and the people that are not on it all the time sound the best. The Come levels on. are all over the place. Yeah. At least the episode that you, so I was in like their fourth episode. And I was trying to fix it. If you, if you heard my clips there, it's all over the place. There's no compression done or anything. And yeah, the guests all were very different levels. Obviously. Yeah. It, even the hosts were different yes. levels. But the host said, oh, you guys uh, used my clip at one of your conference. Oh. Could you please explain why I'm so important? Could you go on and on about me? <laughs> Actually, um, UBP ran two awesome workshops with my vocal fry clips mm -hmm. at, at the mm -hmm. California Welfare Directors Association last year. Yeah. Which is really cool. Will you just say a little bit about that? What is What was the, the purpose of it? <laughs> Will you tell me why you love me so much? The woman even responded. I wish you had just a little bit more of that clip. Because the woman even responded. She goes, you want me to explain why I used your clip? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, so 
what the fuck kind of question is like that? WATP uh, voicemail callers like, oh, here's my red band clip. That's, uh, that's all because of me. I want full credit. <laughs> Holy shit. These women are shockingly dumb and bad at podcasting. All right, Andy, I'll take over again, buddy. Please I, do. I, I see that you're looking around. Since I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to decide what, what I don't want to play, I'm just like, let's not even bother with something. <laughs> Since I'm explaining how stupid these people are, here's an example of that. Yeah, my favorite quote, which is uh, often misattributed to uh, Winston Churchill, is I don't remember the whole sentence, but her favorite quote. She doesn't remember the entire sentence. <laughs> this isn't a paragraph, it's a sentence. It's my favorite quote. How does it go? Not sure. <laughs> it's my favorite. Favorite of all time. There's a lot of fake laughing mm, that goes yeah. on during the show, and I have proof of that. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well. That wasn't edited by me. No. That was one woman laughing, then the other woman decides she's going to laugh, and then they just immediately stop because they're not laughing. <laughs> the laughing at this, nothing about this is natural. Right. Or fun to listen to. Something remotely approaches a joke. They just fly off the handle. By the way, they're talking about how they hate rules. Why do we even have rules? Everyone should make up their own rules. And then they say this. Yeah, sometimes it's because of that. But also even just English, the like the Anglo-Saxon words, we have such a horrible spelling system. Like meat and meat. Yeah. They should be spelled the same. <laughs> they're pronounced the same. That sounds like a rule! <laughs> It sounds like you want to create some new rules all of a sudden. Fucking idiot. Which, like, you can't have it both ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, they, they have rules. But, God, I can't even. You know, I know. It's so annoying. All right. For so you to... This is an actual grammatical rule, one that I pick up on quite a bit when people say it wrong. Well, I have the thing where I'm always called out for um, saying less instead of fewer. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it took me a long time. I was probably in my mid twenties before I even realized what the difference was. That's mm -hmm. how useless that distinction is. Yeah, it is. I know. <laughs> I've switched now though. Now I use fewer, but. Uh. It's useless, but she figured it out. And now she does it right. <laughs> this one bothers me because you can't say less people listen to OP radio than listen to WATP. You have to say fewer people listen to OP radio <laughs> than listen to WATP. That's the grammatical rule. Okay, let's finally get that, that right. Let's get that right, people. <laughs> you know what isn't a problem, though, Andy? Yes. Is slang and people making up their own words. I like to say, um, relatedly, that slang words and uh, texting language is not destroying language or fucking up English grammar. Are you dumb, stupid, or dumb? I well, you say so. Yeah. Sure. Why not? I mean, emojis are just caveman drawings on your phone, right? Sure. It's all good. Made up by a white man, by the way. Tim Cook. <laughs> coming up with all the emojis. Watch out. Uh, this is an example. I don't actually believe that Tim Cook comes up with emojis. I know people are going to be like, Carl, you're a fucking idiot. It's a joke. Uh, this is an example of them trying to make a point, but not being able to come up with a single example to illustrate that point. But we hear people say things like, I seen it all the time, all the time. And I've really noticed that this is happening across the board. Like all the verbs are fluctuating between mm -hmm. uh, past and perfect. So see, saw, sorry, see, seen, or I can't think of another one right now. Can you? <laughs> um, uh, write, wrote, uh, write, written. Wrote, written. 
wrote written. So. <laughs> yeah. I saw you written it. I don't know if I've heard. No. I don't think I've heard that one. Epic fail. Jesus Christ. A little bit of prep goes a long way, ladies. So what I'm figuring out is that people will say things wrong and annoy you, but you can't call them out on it. Correct. Or you're an asshole. They used to be grammar snobs. Yeah. And then they realized that they were being assholes. And I'll tell you why. This is the epiphany that they had. I feel like I was one of those people that was really proud of that fact too um, because I was like constantly praised for my writing and for my language but then I realized it was at the fucking expense of the language of my parents like my parents use double negatives my parents you know like say ain't or there's these things that they do that would be judged as um, improper grammar Mm -hmm. and I realized how unfair that was yeah so it was at the expense of other people who didn't have good grammar that she was using good grammar which which made it unfair so in that example, because I'm really good at podcasting, yeah. it's really unfair to stuttering John and Patrick Michael and Doug and Anthony from Who's Right. It's really unfair to those people that I'm so good at podcasting. Yeah. How does that make any fucking sense? I, I mean, it's at the expense of your parents because you've slowly figured out your parents were morons. Right. So you can... You can it's the American dream. Yeah, you can't let people know that they're speaking wrong. You just quietly judge them and realize that they're morons. <laughs> yes. And that informs your opinion of people, you know, one-on-one. Or you make a podcast about people talking like idiots and put it out every week. Yeah. Whatever. To each their own. <laughs> All right, Andy, what else you got to Okay, well, I guess I, this is probably the one I should have played when you wanted to sum up the show, because this is how... Can't un- go back in time now, buddy. Right. But this is the <laughs> when we were saying how uncomfortable this listen was. Mm-hmm. It's because people are talking about... It's very much about, you know, what's going on with uh, BLM and the state of... Of uh, which you are an ally. culture now. <laughs> yep. This is them kind of describing the unconscious bias of, like, say, the cops. Just the bias spectrum? Yeah. Um, you know, unconscious bias, implicit bias. People often talk about it as, like, an in-person thing. You know, you hear about, um, you know, cops and their, like, split-second decision um, and how they interact with somebody that they suspect might have a gun. <laughs> that goes really wrong. But it can also go really wrong in, like, a, a straight-up conversation. Um, so... Everything from, you know, in Scorsese's casino when the cops shoot the guy because he's carrying a tinfoil hero sandwich, he gets gunned down. Or, you know, the people that I work with telling me that (laughs) white men can't jump is a documentary. (laughs) You know, it's the same. It's all the same. It's all the same. It's a a sliding scale of how uncomfortable can you make each other. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. It was, and, you know, I just felt like tense. The whole time I was listening to this. Oh, it's extremely that tense. Oh, God. It's why, not a fun thing to you, listen to. Why do you to? want to like put it under a microscope? And because uh, they make it sound like you need to have a, a half-hour conversation with everyone you meet. Correct. Like Carl, what are your pronouns? You know, how, how, what's your what's your gender? What's your sexual preference? How can you do that with? And make I just don't everybody... care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just don't care. That's what you have to do. Just don't care. Yeah. They say this. Don't be an asshole. Don't judge. And yet, I feel like I was very much judged throughout this entire show. All they talk about is the patriarchy and white men and we're the fucking problem <laughs> and I've got just bias. Like, who's doing all the judging around here? <laughs> Feeling very judged. And they, and they go on to talk more about the, the police shootings 
and how the the police are trained to be suspicious of black males, you I suppose. Suspicious of criminals? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And so <laughs> that is their job. Do you, do you remember the old 8-bit Nintendo game that came with the the uh the Duck Hunt gun, Hogan's Alley? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Let, let's hear clip 7. Okay. And um, the really, you know, tragedy of um, so many um, young black men uh, dying because of, of this sort of ingrained bias. Um, there's been a few studies out there where they use like video games, for example, or like, you know, in-person, you know, blank shots where you have to like shoot, you know, with high accuracy and speed, you know, whoever is, you know, popping out on your screen with a gun. And, you know, you can show the bias there, right? I think this is this is this pretty much everywhere in the news right now. And, it, you know, that is a game. We all remember Hogan's Alley, right? Sure. I went back and I looked up what the targets are, the, the bad guys in there. Yeah. Not one black guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's in the news. It's a big thing right now. Everybody's, yeah. Everyone's talking about it. They're all Italians, it. I think. So that's racist. Wow. Italians are a problem. I think we can all agree on that. They wonder at the end of their fourth episode yeah. if they're going to have enough content around this linguistic discrimination in order to keep the show going for a long time. Hmm. And uh, my partner asked me, "Are you? is this sustainable? Like, are there that many topics? I'm like, listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, don't get me started. Like, wait until I have a microphone in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i think that's it i mean people like this scare the shit out of me and i'm not joking yeah i don't know who this partner is but they might want to run for the hills <laughs> you are in a relationship with someone who is awful wait until people hear my opinion about everything i'm gonna tell them they suck at everything by the way speaking of that their sign-off, Annie, we got to change our sign-off on WATP because, oh, yeah. yeah, I want to use this one. This is fucking great. Bye. <laughs> if you can't write. All right, so let's remember that at oh. the end. Did they sign off every week with that uh, Weird L? No, I think it was because they were talking about grammar. Oh, too bad. That's a brilliant song. Oh, let's talk about the difference between who and whom. Now, this is something that I struggle with grammatically. I never know when to use one or the other. Uh, who and whom, mm. right? Um, <laughs> every time I hear someone say whom, I want to slap them. It's so unfair. <laughs> I know. What, what, what? Wait, did they just say that getting grammar wrong should be met with violence? Because <laughs> that seems a little bit off from the rest of the messaging that I was hearing throughout this show. Suddenly, I don't know what to think. Yeah! I thought I was getting it. I thought I was getting it! That we don't judge anyone, no matter what you say, it's the right thing. But if you say whom, I will punch you in the face. Like, hey, what? Whom are you talking to with that kind of attitude? Whom is this for? (laughs) Whom is this for? (laughs) Well, you know what? As a linguist, a lot of people don't know what we do, right? I'm one of them! Yeah. I do not know what a linguist does. I've never seen a job description that said we're looking for linguists. I don't know what that is. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of formulating an opinion, then backtracking and changing it completely. (laughs) Yeah, right. Oh, boy. Hmm. Well, my my clip nine, Carl, the the guest describes uh, when she was in college, they started developing this unconscious bias theory. Okay. And the professor said, you know, I don't 
think that it's quite there yet. And uh, I guess maybe he went on to like steal their idea. Okay. And according to her. Right. Let's hear her describe their terrible science. So that moment when my professor was like, you know, I don't think your science is good enough to take to a conference. Like that's actually his unconscious bias speaking because you, you talk to that professor and he's like, Oh, I'm he, he, he's on every board on every like pro diversity, pro inclusion thing every anywhere like he you know that is his his motto his thing but if you looked at his track record only men were being invited to go to conferences i didn't realize that because i was like oh yeah my science is terrible right well he's probably picking the smart people well yeah so maybe only (laughs) men play on nba teams too i don't know if you knew that they're the best basketball players that's how that works i don't know if this guy's biased i think maybe he's just trying to find the smartest people and maybe your paper sucked exactly I'm just throwing it out there as a possibility. Yeah. She's like, it turns out he didn't pick me because I'm a woman. Mm, or... I've heard you talk on a podcast. It might be because you're dumb. Or you turned in a C plus, a C plus paper. Yeah. And he didn't want to look like an asshole at a conference. Yeah. I'm I'm starting to think that maybe it's because your paper wasn't very good. Because I don't know what I can't tell these women apart. So I'm just gonna pretend this is the same woman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're talking about grammatical <laughs> rules. They're talking about grammatical rules, and it's just too much for her to even keep up with. So you're allowed to end sentences and prepositions as long as they're prepositions that are part of a phrasal verb. Mm-hmm. We, it's just, I mean, we don't think like this when we're speaking, you know. I don't think you think at all when you're speaking. You don't think like that. I'm still laughing. I, I don't. And then a show about unconscious bias. It's like I can't tell these women apart. They're all the same person. <laughs> they sound the same. One is, you know, overmodulated, but other than that, I can't tell them apart. All right, so the solution to unconscious bias. Yeah, what is the solution, Andy? I didn't think there was one. There's a solution. Oh, good. It's arts and crafts. Oh, good. Let's hear this unconscious bias crafts clip. Is this number 10? 10? Um, yeah. I mean, by the way, this is called Art Project, and he did not give me a number. He's really testing me today. <laughs> um, we actually tried it out at the California Welfare Directors Association that we were talking about earlier, and it went super well. And so you're using social, emotional, and physical learning of creating you know, a drawing or um, creating a bead bracelet or a keychain. Um, but then you're also thinking about, you know, okay, this is this is what is unconscious bias. Here's how I'm applying a tool. Like, uh, for example, individuating instead of stereotyping is one of the tools. Wait, so is just, this a kindergarten class right. or a university? So you're just yelling at somebody about it while they're trying to make... Carl, you're, you can't make your boondoggle necklace with just white. you got to use all the colors, Carl. So many white boondoggle bracelets. What the fuck are we talking about right now? I didn't get this far in the show. I am very confused on what they're even uh. talking about. All right, well, I'm glad that there is a solution. I don't like it when there's problems yeah. and no solutions. Yeah, and they're also trying to come up with... Uh, talking points maybe like they're trying to build talking points in clip 11 they're going to give you all the tools that you need okay to end racism oh oh good yeah you are on me because i'm not a fan of racism no i'd like to end it i would love to so this is good this is really good news everybody listen closely 
you are on Muni, you know, for whatever reason, you're on, you're on public transit and you see somebody say something to, to someone who, who might be Chinese, like you don't even know, right? That's something that's racist. What do you say? Like, it's already hard enough to speak up about this stuff without the pandemic, but you have all the stress and stuff on you. Why don't we break it down and make it easy? Easy to press play on this podcast and bore everybody to sleep so that they can't be racist to each other anymore. Oh, that's the solution. That's my solution. If everyone would just pass out listening to these fucking numbnuts talk about nothing, they couldn't be racist. Yeah. Are these scenarios that they come up with? You know, when you're on a bus and you see someone being racist to a Chinese guy? Yeah. (laughs) What world do they live in? I've just never seen this. I I think a lot of crazy shit, but don't say anything to the guy. It's insane. Let's get into some quick vagina talk. This is I'm talking about the word vagina. Yeah, people get squicked out about female gen- genitalia, but I think it's also not just not an attractive word. I don't know. So no. it was yeah. just an excuse to be like, hey. <laughs> right. And I mean, this actually might just all be Oprah's fault. Like when she first said to JJ, we were just like, well, we got to get rid of vagina now. <laughs> because cause of Oprah. So. I'm okay with it. There's a million other words. I mean, ham wallet, <laughs> axe wound. There's lots of good words for vagina if you don't like vagina. Cooter is fun. Cooter's a good one. So, this is her explaining that she has a master's degree in English, but she doesn't use that to judge. I technically have a master's degree in English. Okay, so I can say this with certainty <laughs> that being an English major doesn't mean you have to be an asshole about grammar. Well, then what can you be an asshole about? Why even get a degree? You're, you are being what? You're being an asshole about it? <laughs> yeah. Why even get a degree if you can't be an asshole about it? I went to school for marketing. I learned nothing, and I won't shut the fuck up about it. Uh, this is a clip of them. This actually sums up the show for me. I should have played this a while ago, just like you. Mm-hmm. This is them talking about how they hate grammar rules. Uh, another rule that we, we love, uh, well... Me and you love to hate. Ban on ending a sentence in a preposition. This is just bonkers. (laughs) Agreed. 95 patrons on Patreon. (laughs) Because they called ending a sentence with a proposition bonkers. Andy. That's cray-cray. That's cray-cray. Don't shame. I mean, that's such a masculine term, cray-cray. I am so sorry that we had to listen to this. Yeah. I mean, you're pretty much bullying me, Carl. I'm, I'm being othered. <laughs> I, I agree with this you. This is clip eight. Apparently, discrimination is anything that makes you feel bad. Oh. Uh, that... You know, for being singled out. Oh, interesting. Okay. And I, that's being othered. Okay. So this is a way, this is many ways that that can happen. I thought it was good to not be part of the group and to be an individual, but you, but want, not, you want to blend in with everybody else. If you're the else? person that's saying, you know, don't wear your pants on your head, then you're the bad guy. Me from getting bullied or othered. And that happened to me in middle school where I got bullied and I was othered in Colombia, actually, because I spoke English well. Without a Colombian accent, um, I was othered for you know liking school. Uh, you know when I landed. Same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right. Like, nerds, you guys, yay! Uh, 
Carl, I got othered for shitting my pants on the bus, Carl. Yes, that's something I got, to get goofed on for. That, not being, not speaking well. Yeah, I'm a victim. <laughs> Nobody is, wanted to sit next to me because I smelled like shit. Oh, I'm gonna get that tattooed on my forehead. <laughs> that's fucking insane. These people want to be victims so badly that they're like, I was the smartest kid in my class. I was really good looking. Yeah. And for that reason, people would call me out of those no two things. No one thought I was cool because of that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. I'm ready to move on, Andy. We have yes, a, please. Ooh. We have a lot to get to today. Really? Even yeah. More? I'm excited. I'm, I'm very glad to get away from this. I'll tell you me that. Me too. Me too. I want to move on because it's music time on WATP. Starting off with something that Crow sent in and I forgot to play last week. Ooh. Lenny Kravitz has an offering for us. But what I really want to know is... Are you a boner guy? Oh my God, I just splooged on my own face. <laughs> Very well done. Fantastic. Do you remember Jerry Banfield? <laughs> yes. Jerry Banfield, we have to revisit him because actually this. PJ Philliam's obsessed with him. He's been sending me all these TikTok videos that he's doing. This guy's all over TikTok. Really? And I guess he said something pretty ridiculous on TikTok no recently. No way. You don't yeah. say. So the Man Brain Podcast put together this remix and gave us permission to play it. So thank you to the Man Brain Podcast for this song. Yes, 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 yes. I noticed during sex that I say yes a lot. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I noticed during sex that I say yes a lot. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I noticed during sex that I say yes a lot. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I noticed during sex that I say yes a lot. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I noticed during sex that I say yes a lot. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I noticed during sex that I say yes a lot. Yes, yes, yes. 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 I say yes a lot. 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 I love you so, my sweetest love. My sweetest love. I love you so. I love you so, my sweetest love. My sweetest love. I intend to say yes a thousand times today, and I challenge you, can you say yes a thousand times today? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh, yes, Jerry yes, Banfield. Yes, we got to get yes, back yes, on the Jerry yes, Banfield train. Yes, oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Talk about like they were trying to yes, find the brown yes, note at the yes, end of that. Yes, yeah, it got a little goofy yes. right there. The beginning I liked. That's going on like red light district mix <laughs> my phone. <laughs> Too much information. So I mentioned that PJ has been sending me these TikTok mm -hmm. clips. 
And PJ also put together an amazing new parody for our friend Patrick Michael that I'm very excited to play for everybody right now. Are you ready, Todd? I don't know. Carly? Maybe. Kids? Ah! All right, losers. Let's go! But uh, yeah, today we're going to actually be doing some paranormal stuff. We're going to be talking about some ghosts, man. we got some uh, ghostly, interesting things going on. Todd is such a retard, busting his nuts inside Carly. And I'm Carly. Oh, she pops some kids out her strange, went back to work to make them some money. I should be capitalizing on it, but I don't know how. Is he a man or a fact? How's a stay-at-home dad and his kids both have tears in their eyes? Puts his kids in the corner, he likes to ignore them and record stand-up over their cries. His kids both crying, they are both frightened. Maybe he should go sue them instead of abuse them. It's attention that gets back until Carly gets back because Todd will just ignore his kids. And their dad's in the closet recording his podcast, but he's really just ignoring his kids. Ignoring his kids. <laughs> ignoring his kids. <laughs> ignoring his kids. <laughs> ignoring his kids. <laughs> what, what do you call people who are arrested for child neglect? I'm <laughs> Patrick Michael. <laughs> yes. PJ. Bringing it. Yet again, I love what PJ says in his songs. Oh yeah, they're you always can't fantastic. Knock the writing, you can't knock the singing, not the writing. Uh, let's do a quick ID, Andy. This is Larry Blydner, and you are listening to Who Are These Podcasts? Thanks, Larry. In case you're just joining us, <laughs> so Crystalia was in the news this past oh, week. Am I, is that how you pronounce it? Is it Crystalia or Crystalia? Yeah, Crystalia. Crystalia, right? Did you did you hear about the Crystalia saga that's mm, going down? I I didn't I did hear about it. Yeah. I don't, but I need to know more about it. Well, I looked into it quite a bit. I don't want to get into it because that's not what we do here on WATP. But <laughs> I hated his podcast. Yeah. He put zero effort into it. He's not a funny guy. I don't think his stand up's funny. I don't know why he's famous. I know he was on sitcoms and stuff, but I don't find him to be a, a funny person. Hmm. All of a sudden, all of these women are coming out and showing screen captures of him being a creep, and I don't have a problem with that either. The problem is when they're 16 years old. When he was 30, he was trying to get a 16-year-old to come to his hotel room. And he was doing a bunch of, like, creepy shit. And I happened to find a clip from his podcast that I bet he wishes didn't exist. Because he says this. Those days are are long gone. You ever see a fucking 14-year-old? She looks 30. I've never seen... There's no such thing as a 14-year-old girl anymore. They go from, like, 6 to 25. That would be a creepy thing to say if you weren't also trying to molest 16-year-olds. Yeah, even if you weren't actually doing it, just saying that, you're... Really bad idea. And, of course, we know that he plays, like, a a creep. He looks like a creep. He does. Yeah. And he played one in the Workaholics and some Netflix show that he's on. And you know more about this shit than I do, Andy. (laughs) Undateable. I expect you to know this stuff. (laughs) So, The Fighter and the Kid, another podcast that we reviewed here... Yeah, their friends at ROTC. We have Brendan Schaub cry on his podcast. This is an MMA fighter. Yeah. He starts crying because he learns that his friend Crystalia is a pedophile. And I have that clip right here. 
I'm at a loss. And I'm praying, I'm praying that um, what I'm hearing isn't true. Maybe that's the best way to put it. That's Brian Callen. I can't talk. It's just... You know, it's like... Talk. It's a weird thing because I said to, to Brennan, I said, it's like, um, you know, it's, it's like watching someone die or something. And also, it's I just... just I, <clears throat> You know, I, we I, haven't, what's important is that we haven't spoken to Chris. No. It's, it's the death of the re, the shred of respect you had for a creep. Is that unbelievable? Yeah. The guy had some girls come out on Twitter and say he was a creep, and Brennan Shump's crying on his show yeah. about it. You should be angry that you liked a person that was a piece of shit. Honestly, if I found that out about you, Andy, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm not going to cry about it on the show. But like, yeah, I figured. <laughs> all right so my buddy drew lane from the drew and mike show mm -hmm. he has an outstanding podcast that he puts out five days a week he reached out to me because he knows that we reviewed crystalia's show and he didn't understand why crystalia was popular or famous <laughs> so he reached out to me he's like he, what do you know about this so i i sent him some information about just crystalia i'm like this doesn't surprise me at all the guy has no talent and he's such a narcissist yeah the ego on this fucking guy to think that he can just go on a show with no prep work. I don't know if you guys remember the Chris D'Elia show, but it was literally him going like this. Family guy, dude. Family guy. Family yeah. guy, dude. You guys you guys watch that show, man? Dude, that, that's a funny fucking show, dude. Family guy. It's the funniest show. Yeah. He didn't give an example of a joke. He didn't explain a scenario. He just said Family Guy was a funny show. And that was his podcast. Yeah. For now. Yeah. That's what he did. So I'm like, yeah, it doesn't surprise me he's trying to fuck 16-year-olds. He's a narcissist. He needs to get his ego in check. And Drew and I were going back and forth. So... Thankfully, Drew, when they introduced the Chris D'Elia stuff that they wanted to talk about, started talking about me and WATP. And I have some good news that I want to share here. This is from the Drew and Mike show. And I'm trying to think of what Carl's been doing recently. Has anybody heard the show? I haven't heard it in like three weeks. I've been so fucking busy and I love the show. Yeah, I haven't. So I, I like when I stack up a few I haven't listened to. It's fun to go back and when I have some time and I'm going to do that. And Carl, by the way, asked if we'd be interested in having a segment with him. Sure. Maybe like a once a month where he... Ran some clips from some really shitty podcasts. Yeah, no, I like I like Carl. He's, he's a good uh, he's a good guest. You know why? Because he listens. I think Carl would be if we did it once in a while. I think it uh, I think it would be funny. I mean, we could use another feature, couldn't he, we? We get a sponsored. He did the hey. That's right. We're going to have a regular segment on the Drew and Mike show, and I'm very excited for that. What I this told is, him was... This is terrestrial radio? No, it's a podcast. Oh, okay. He used to have a terrestrial radio show in Detroit, and now he has a, a huge podcast. Okay. T tons of people who listen to this show found out about us through Drew, Drew and Mike. Yeah. So Drew Lane, I, I mentioned to him, like, you guys talk about celebrities all the time. You're always pissed off that they have podcasts. Why don't I just come on every now and again? We'll just break down a celebrity's podcast. Ooh, yeah. And one of the shows that they're obsessed with, which you'll get a, you'll appreciate, is that What's Up Millennials? What was the name of that show? Morning Toast. Morning Toast. <laughs> Hello, Millennials. Good morning. They're obsessed with that. So I was like, well, we could probably revisit that. That'd be a fun oh, yeah. segment to do. So anyway, we're going to start doing a regular thing on... The Drew and Mike show. I'm very excited about that. Drew's an awesome guy. And this is uh, more of him talking about how awesome I am. The thing I love that Carl does, Stuttering John 
has the worst podcast. Bar none. It is so bad. And, you know, he always, he seems to go to Opie and Stuttering John, like, every couple of weeks he'll have a couple of clips from those shows, <laughs> how awful they are. I haven't heard Opie on there. Is Opie pod faded? I have no idea. From Opie and Anthony? He's got one on May 10th. Uh, NPR has put out a podcast that'll help you get through the pandemic of the coronavirus. The experts give you amazing advice like get some sleep and eat healthy food. Dynamite content. Oof. It's called the Social Distance Assistance. I, I cannot emphasize enough. If you see who are these podcasts and you see the show's about stuttering genres included, be sure to listen to at least that part because it's it's just incredible. He is all about telling his guest about all the great things he does and he doesn't really he's not really interested in the guest <laughs> they're just there to sort of uh hear about his accomplishments we have some amazing stuttering john news coming up and i'll just tease it thanks to my friend jackie marlowe for getting a scoop nice we are scooping some stuttering john shit today i'm so stoked about it <laughs> but before we do that i also want to talk about the no agenda show yeah i sent in a note i donated to their show and they read my note and this is Adam Curry reading my donation note on No Agenda from this past episode. Recently, I was a guest on the Grumpy Old Ben's podcast with fellow knights Ryan Bemrose and Darren O'Neill. After our great discussion, I knew it was time to donate. Speaking of my appearance on Grumpy Old Ben's, we all agree that JCD would make an excellent guest host on uh, Who Are These Podcasts? John, you have an open invitation. Anytime you want to come on and make fun of a podcast with me. I know it's something you've always wanted to do. I think you are uniquely qualified. Anyways, keep up the great work. I'll take a classic in the morning for my jingle and a podcast karma. Cheers, Sir Carl with a K. I think you should take him up on. I think that will be a hit show. In the morning. And your karma. You've got karma. Seriously, consider it. You should do more than one guest host. It'd be great. You'd love doing that. I would love doing that. In fact, I I'll, I'll, I will... I, right now, I'll just make the comment, I will do it. Excellent. That would be fantastic. All right. So, John C. Dvorak has agreed to do the show. I emailed him yesterday. He wrote me right back. He said he wants to pick the show that he's going to do. So, he's going well, to try to... he's going to pick the show, He wants too? to pick the show. <laughs> that's awesome. To make fun of. Ooh. So, that's awesome. And uh, let's put the pressure on. Let's make sure that JCD <laughs> follows through with this because that would be outstanding jackie i saw your note buddy i'll I'll check that out before we talk about stuttering john i gotta talk about this howard stern thing that happened this week yeah go ahead what are you looking at me for did you see what happened to to (laughs) howard stern well i I mean it's no it's 20 years old that he did this shit now everybody wants to be mad about it now it's it's 27 years old yeah it's crazy okay this is the reason why... It was crazy then, too. I know. So, if you haven't heard the news, Howard Stern, there was a video going around with him in blackface. And the way they spliced this video together with a recent appearance on The View, I think, is what shows the hypocrisy. Yeah. Because Howard Stern has a new image now. He's squeaky clean. He's part of Hollywood. He hangs out with all his celebrity friends. Right. Well, that's the crazy part. That he went on The View... And right. tried to act like it never happened. So this is a clip from him on The View. And I think this is last year when he was on his book tour promotion. Okay. This is him saying how he never used the N-word. I, I found your show so offensive. Um, oh, you used, thank you. Thank, uh, that's what I figured, right? <laughs> he was, you were a shock job. Shock. 
You were shocked, Josh. You used the N-word a lot. Um, you no, said, I really? didn't. I, I yeah. used the N-word. Yeah, you did. Wait a second. Hold on. I do. I, I say that. It. Whoopi, wait, hold on. Wait, wait. Let, no, we wait, had a guy on from the Ku Klux Klan. Yes. Who very freely used the N-word. Yeah. And my belief was, hey, say it out in the open. Yes. And let, I didn't use the N-word. Let's be I'm, very I'm, clear. I'm, yes. So this is where Howard gets himself into some trouble. Yeah. Howard Stern was the shockiest shock jock. Right. And what you do when you're on The View is you say, that was a different time. I was a different person. Exactly. I was going for just to be shocking. It was before the internet. How you diffuse that. Yeah, right. I, Instead, can re I remember multiple incidents of him using the N-word. Of course. Well, I mean, granted, <laughs> granted, oftentimes he was repeating something somebody else said, or he was talking about, you know, it in the context of controversy. It's all for comedy. I'm not saying the guy's a racist. He definitely is not. No, I wouldn't say that. No. And I don't think Robin Quivers would say that either. Correct. Yeah. So he goes on The View, but and instead of just saying, yeah, I mean, I was a shot jack. Yeah, don't say you never used the word. You he used said never used the word. In many capacities. So this is a video of him in blackface. And is that old Channel 9 show? I'm not sure if it's from the Channel 9 show or maybe a, a pay-per-view. Maybe blackface. But this is a skit where he's Tony, uh, he's Ted Danson in blackface, and Sherman Hemsley is playing Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> and they're have you seen this video? No. Obviously not. And they're talking to Robin Quivers, and it's making fun of the fact that Ted Danson yeah. did dress up in blackface. Right. Which, by the way, no one's talking about. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why got <laughs> exactly. The, all this blackface talk. He, Ted Danson gets a pass. Everybody loves Ted Danson. But this is Howard goofing on the fact that Ted Danson did that. Right. Besides, Whoopi done wrote everything I'm going to say here tonight, so it's all right. Ain't that right, you smelly nigga? <laughs> I didn't write that. Well, you is a smelly nigga. <laughs> all right, let's listen to one more joke from that bit. Hey, Robin, what does you call a black rocket scientist? I don't know, Dad. A nigga. <laughs> it's always a jack, yeah. Uh, yeah. Congratulations, Jackie. It's always if, a if you want to cancel yeah. somebody, cancel that motherfucker. Seriously. He's the one writing this shit that's so unfunny. All right. So, obviously, Howard now has to come out and defend this, defuse it, apologize maybe. Yeah. He has to do something. So, I'm all ears. I don't listen to Howard anymore. I'm all ears Monday morning. What's he going to say? Because this all blew up over the weekend. What's he going to say? It starts off with his spokesperson, Marianne from Brooklyn, defending him. Oh, God. And I know it was done with Yuma. And yes, we make mistakes in life. We all do. And um, it was a bit that was a spoof that was a spoof. You know what I mean? So. All right. So according to Marianne from Brooklyn, it was done in humor. And we've all made mistakes in life. And it was a bit that was a spoof on a spoof. It's like, how many excuses do you want to make for this guy? Yeah, as a, as a white woman that wasn't even there. Right. Like, get the fuck out of here. We get it. You like Howard Stern. You don't want him to get in trouble. Okay. Yeah. It's fine. All right. So let's let's get into Howard's reaction to this because this is fascinating. Howard immediately begins spinning the story. It seems that Donald Trump Jr. and uh, some other guy who I never heard of, but he's a conservative guy. I guess they got together in a war room and they uncovered something really big. They uncovered that I did a fucking crazy show 30 years ago 
on radio what? and TV, yes. <laughs> okay. So according to Howard Stern, Donald Trump Jr. went in and uncovered this footage in order to get Howard in trouble. Okay? Okay. Now I'm going to point something out. It was actually a guy named Tariq Nasheed who put the video up. Okay. And Donald Trump Jr., listen to what he did. He retweeted it. <laughs> he retweeted it. And this is important. A this Trump isn't... tweeted something? You're yeah, I know. Oh my God. This is important information because wait until you see how he spins this. But before we get into that, this is Howard explaining away what's going on. I was insane on the radio. If you brought up a topic, I would talk about it. And when we had the Channel 9 TV show, whatever was in the news, I would talk about. There's your headline. And yes, if Whoopi Goldberg and Ted Danson went to the Friars Club and did blackface and used the N-word, I went on the air that week and did a sketch about it and put it on television. And shockingly, this wasn't even done in a back room somewhere. I did it on TV and radio. So, All right, so I'm kind of on board with that. I was insane. I did a lot of crazy things. Like, okay, these are all things that could be brought up on you. incendiary to do. That doesn't mean go run and smear a Hershey bar on your face and start yelling the N-word. Correct. <laughs> and nobody is complaining about him being a shock jock. I think the issue is, and I just want to point this out, I don't care. I don't think that Howard's a racist. I don't think that him wearing blackface to make fun of Ted Danson is a racist thing to do. I, throw it out the hard, hard N-word. Jackie stuff, joke. But, like, yeah. yeah, it's a little tough, but uh, whatever. I don't care. I don't think anyone should be canceled for that sort of thing. But listen to how Howard justifies it. You know, whatever. So, yes, they, they're, they have uncovered thousands of hours of tapes of me completely insane, doing whatever the fuck. It, whatever you think could be insane, I was it. I, I think there was one time on David Letterman, I want to bring a dead horse on. When a, when yeah, a horse you wanted to horse. drag a horse onto yeah. the stage. Yes. So his defense is... You think I was racist? I was also cruel to animals. <laughs> Why aren't you mad at me for that? I wanted to drag a dead horse on TV. Well, that doesn't make blackface better. No. What are you? What are you just trying to distract us? <laughs> like we know what we're talking about here, and it's not your appearance on David Letterman. So then, this is when he starts to change the narrative. I said so. The shocking, the shocking news to me, quite frankly, was that Trump Jr. and I, I assume Donald is putting him up to this. Uh, but doesn't want to talk directly to me. I've been very critical of Donald, particularly about COVID-19 uh, and this not wearing a mask and talking about the lies that have been told. And I don't understand why you have to lie about the size of the crowd. And I think it's, you know, so. So now Howard has decided in his fucking pea brain that because Donald Trump Jr. retweeted this, the president of the United States was decided that he's going to take down Howard Stern via Twitter with a video. Does that even sound plausible to you? No. There's no way. And Howard goes, and the reason why I did it is because I said that the crowd at the presidential inauguration wasn't as big as the spokesperson said it was. That was four years ago. Nobody cares about that anymore. Doesn't Trump have enough on his plate? Are you he's would not think? thinking about Howard Stern once. In the last four years. He says Trump Jr. is in a war room trying to figure out how to take down Howard Stern, and his father put him up to it. (laughs) No! Trump Jr.'s on Twitter and goes, that's funny. Retweet. (laughs) I would have done the same thing. 
They're so, tearing down Christopher Columbus statues all over the country. And they see you, this fucking asshole that's making billions of dollars for putting out maybe one of the worst fucking shows on satellite radio right now. And they're like, let's get rid of this fucking guy. Not Trump. <laughs> every other black person that's that thinks that Howard Stern doesn't deserve what he's got right now. I don't even think black people give a shit. To be honest with you, I've never heard a black person get that upset about the blackface stuff. Yeah, I don't it's always know. white. Would you said tweeted this originally? Oh well, yeah. I don't Tariq Nasheed. I don't know. He's like a filmmaker or something. Oh okay. So he might be. I don't somebody know. cares. Somebody gives a shit. <laughs> All right. This is more of Howard Stern masterfully spinning it, and now we're not even talking about the same thing anymore. Mm. The big, the the big. I'm not going to drone on about this, but the big headline <laughs> is this, and this is my 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 fear in all of this. I was able to change my approach and able to change my life and change, you know, how I communicated. You know, if I had to do it over again, would I, would I relampoon Ted Danson, a white guy in blackface doing, you know, yeah, I was lampooning him and saying, hey, fuck, I, you know, I'm going to shine a light on this. But would I go about it the same way now? Probably not. Not probably, wouldn't. But at the same point, I will say, it's it, it fucking distresses me that Donald Trump Jr. and Donald themselves won't go into psychotherapy and change. Why not change the way you're approaching things? Because, dude, wearing a mask is not a bad thing. You know, it, you know, telling people the actual size of the crowd at your inauguration is OK. So he takes it from I didn't do anything wrong. Plus, I'm better now. I got therapy and you should get therapy. President Trump, you need therapy. Therapy. Say what you want about President Trump. He's not doing a great job. He's the president of the United States. He's done a couple of things well in life. You need therapy. Like, Howard, what are you talking about? He had nothing to do with this. You're the one who went on TV in blackface and then went on TV 17 years later and said you've never said the N-word. You fucking idiot. I think Howard Stern should be canceled, but not because of the blackface, because his show sucks. Because <laughs> his show sucks. Because of Marcy Turk. That's why you cancel Howard Stern. His show's not funny anymore. But this is how he spins it all the way into now celebrating a show. You want to concentrate on me and bully me and, you know, and, and expose me, oh, yeah. you know, with all the uh, TV shows I've done. They're, they're all out there. There's nothing new here. We all know I was the craziest motherfucker on radio. There will never be a show crazier than mine. There will never be a show ever that was as fucking wacky as my show. So crazy that I think I might have been insane. So now he's like giving himself props. Do you see how quickly he turned that into this is everyone against me, they're bullying me, and I had the greatest show ever. Like, yeah. Wow, well, this doesn't explain away the racist blackface thing at all, but oh, okay. I just have one more clip. That I, I did wanted. everything to get attention, and now I'm getting it, and yes. I don't want it. I just have one more clip to play because people were, were posting. I mean, that wasn't the only time Howard Stern was in blackface. She oh, also, right, yeah. I yeah. didn't even think this was the clip you were going to play. Right. He did it multiple times. On the Channel 9 show, yeah. he was Clarence Thomas. Yeah. And Clarence Thomas is, of course, a Supreme Court justice. They put the pube on the coke. The pube on the coke and, the yeah, talking to Anita Hill about porn. This isn't a history show, Andy. Is <laughs> that what this is? But anyway, this is Howard playing Clarence Thomas. And this Jackie laugh is so over the top. Oh, my God. This fucking guy. This is he like loves the parody. racism. This, it is, this is his favorite joke. This is the parody of Jackie laughing. It's, it's not like the Jackie puppet is laughing at this. The Honorable Clarence Thomas. Oh, uh, Oonga Boonga. <laughs> so, anyway. 
classic Jackie. That's fucking amazing. Fucking idiot. Guess who else wanted to weigh in on this Howard Stern <laughs> controversy? Opie was asked about Howard Stern. Yes, let's get the least popular opinion. Like, who, who fucking cares? <laughs> who could possibly care about his opinion? I love that Opie is asked about this. So he does these shows now where he's just reading comments as they come through. And he's asked about this Howard Stern controversy because aside from every mainstream news outlet, CNN, New York Times, Washington Post, none of these people have talked about Howard Stern. They'll talk about anyone else in blackface for some reason. Howard Stern, no big deal, whatever. But it's a big deal. And they decide to ask Opie about it. And Opie immediately makes it about him. So then Stern, you know, he wants to be known as, I guess, a, a, a liberal now. He wants to be known as Hollywood Howie. He wants to be known as a great interviewer. Although Ron Bennington destroys Howard Stern as far as interviewing skills go. And I'm not too bad myself, damn it. I'm going to put my uh, name on that list. Joe, good God. Oh, God. He thinks he's a good interviewer. He's the fucking worst. He's the worst. He doesn't listen. He doesn't prep. He doesn't know what anyone's talking about. Is that surprising that he would say that? It's not surprising that he would say it. It's a ridiculous (laughs) thing to say. (laughs) Okay. Fucking nut. I, I agree with that. He says, Ron Bennington, Ronnie B, is a better interviewer. I agree. I love Ron Bennington. He's, he's fabulous. You might also say, I don't know, Joe Rogan. You know, yeah. other people who are known for giving really good oh, interviews. Yeah. I mean, you're going to go way down the list before you <laughs> before get, to, get to Opie. Greg Hughes. You know who else thought that Opie sucked at interviewing people? His co host, Carl Ruiz, as I might <laughs> remind you from this clip going back a year and a half. You stayed here because if not, you're going to start interviewing everybody. Why can't I interview people? It gives me fucking stress, and today's not the right day. I will set this whole place on fire. Why do you get so stressed out when I want to talk to the people of New York City? Because you have a particular talent that makes things... What's up, sir? Yeah, there it is. It makes things so... Your face is so arrogant. How are the... <laughs> Let's ask Gary Busey if Opie yeah, is good at interviewing right. people. Holy shit. Ask anybody worst. that has ever been interviewed by Opie if he's good at interviewing people. Ray Liotta was on Opie and Anthony. Yeah. Opie didn't have anything to say to the guy. And at one point, Ray Liotta looks over and I'm like, is that guy okay? <laughs> talking to Anthony. Because Opie didn't have, didn't have anything prepared to talk to Ray Liotta, one of the biggest movie stars ever. Didn't have a question for the guy. He's playing Candy Crush. He's probably playing Candy Crush. What an asshole. All right, let's listen to Opie's terrible take uh-huh. on this. And it's very simple because back then when he was doing the blackface and he was yelling and screaming the N-word, no one had a problem with it. The culture is different today. What is he talking about? Nobody had a problem with Howard Stern. That's his take on this. Guys, I don't know why we're making a fuss over this. Nobody cared at the time. Well, then why is he famous? His boss was actively trying to get him fired. He was just doing everything he could to to get attention drawn to him, including racist shit. And according to Opie, nobody had a problem with him yelling the N-word on his radio show. Wasn't there endless <laughs> letter campaign from the NAACP trying to get him taken off the radio? So this is brings up my next clip that I wanted to play for you, Andy. But with that said, all this stuff he did in the past, 
if people didn't really have a problem back then and there wasn't a swelling of people that were offended trying to get them fired, then why the fuck all these years later should, should a man get fired over that stuff? And I'm only calling him out because he's a radio guy and he knows better. People were trying to get Howard Stern fired all the fucking time. Right. It was a nonstop thing. The irony is, it used to be people on the far right. It was like the Christian conservative groups. Right. And now it's people on the far left who want to get everybody fired. Yeah. It just switched. Right. But they've always wanted to get Howard Stern fired. What's he talking about? Yeah. Nobody even cared about Howard Stern back then. He was the most shocking. He was getting fired by the FCC. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> what could you what? possibly be talking about? He didn't get fired. And to Opie's credit. He got he... fired from our market. Oh, that's true. The radio group, and I can't remember what the radio group was. Took him off of our market. He just paid out his contract and got rid of him. He got fired all the time. Yeah. Howard Stern. <laughs> fired all the time. I hope he's been fired before he knows this. Yeah. But, you know, for once I agree with, oh, I don't like cancel culture. I agree with Opie too. And Opie comes out he's and he says, I don't want him. Yeah, he goes, I don't, I don't like Howard, but I yeah. don't want him canceled. I don't think anyone should get canceled, especially for things yeah. they said fucking 17 yeah, years even ago. Even Opie's like, I, I hate his guts, but he's this. He shouldn't get fired. And why does Opie hate Howard Stern's guts? I have that clip, Andy. I think this is kind of interesting. And I don't think he should get fired or canceled. And I hate Howard Stern. And for the people that don't know why I truly hate Howard Stern, it was probably the day that he talked about, you know, skull-fucking my dead dad's skull. Why he doesn't think that's funny. Now that's funny. That's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> Was he in blackface when he said that? <laughs> it only gets funnier. Just keeps getting funnier and funnier. Yeah. Oh, I, I just wanted to say right now that if anybody is listening to this just for the OP shit, but you're not on Patreon, you gotta get on the Patreon and listen to the nice Doug, Dougie Nice Carl Patreon. Thank it was you like for that. Two, two, three weeks ago. Thank you for that promo. We did yeah. an awesome episode. It, I mean, it never OP. gets old. He, he's a bottomless pit of fodder. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, it was it was a Be, great because the thing that he does now, episode. the thing that he does now is he he goes outside while he's podcasting. A bumble, and he gets distracted <laughs> by nature. Here's an example of that from the, the episode I just listened to. I'm not sure how normal I am. God damn it, the bugs are out tonight, you motherfucker. Fuckers. And then as soon as I heard that, it reminded me of Doug's clip. I'm going to play this clip. This is from the bonus episode. To have their minds changed. Sorry, I just saw a fucking deer. Sorry about that. Um, ooh, a bumblebee. Hold on. We interrupt this live broadcast for a bumblebee. Do these things bite? And I want to point out, he thinks he's Brian Regan. Ooh, a bumblebee. <laughs> It's a Brian Regan thing. Oh, is it? Right? I don't know. He's constantly doing Bill Burr and Brian Regan's like, Opie, oh, and Weez. Opie, oh, can you have your own personality? Yes! Yeah. Could you just have your own personality? Yeah, he just rips off funnier people than him. And makes it less funny. Yeah. And somehow makes it way less funny. It's... Producer Chris and I were just talking about this, because he listened to the Opie shows. Opie never has a funny thing to say, so instead he just goes like, Damn! He'll just say things weird. Yeah. And he thinks that makes it funny. Yeah. And which worked back in the day when Anthony was telling funny jokes and Jim Norton was telling funny jokes. Then it works when you're on your own talking to Phil in Atlanta. <laughs> not so much. By the way, I mentioned that he, he's reading the comments that are coming in and just reacting to them in real time. Terrible decision on his part because people just troll him. 
Yeah. I have a couple examples of that. That's the best part. The first one is someone asking him about Chip Chipperson's podcast. If you're not familiar, Chip Chipperson is a character that Jim Norton created that has his own show that is more popular than Opie. It's Jim Norton pretending to be an idiot, and it's more popular than Opie. <laughs> so Opie doesn't like when people bring this up. And I swear to God, I don't think Opie edits his show, but this sounds like a hard edit. Like, it sounds like he probably said something. He's like, I don't want to say that. Hmm. And took it out. Listen. Uh, does it annoy you knowing that Chip Chipperson is a parody of you while also being literally thousands of times more successful? It's not a parody of me. Jimmy decided to spin that shit after he got really, really mad and pissed off at me. And honestly, I don't know how many views his podcast does, and I don't really care. Um, I'm answering your question because I guess if I'm answering your question, it means I care, but I don't really care at all. What's up, Braden74? How are you, man? And what's up, Scott? Do you think he got himself into one of those loops where he's like, oh, shit, I don't care, but I'm talking about, so maybe I do care, but I know I don't care. I obviously don't care. I keep saying I don't care, but maybe I do care because I keep saying I don't care, but maybe that means I do care. I'm going to edit all this out. (laughs) Yeah, how far, how long did he talk about that while while scream crying before he's like, oh, I'm going to cut this out? (laughs) And another thing about Chip Chipperson, ooh, a bumblebee. (laughs) Fucking idiot. Here's another example of him getting trolled. Uh, yes. Thank you, Sword and Scale. Enjoy your life. You and Ant made my life a million times better, inspired me to start my podcast. I've never heard your podcast. I'm sorry. I, I don't really listen to many podcasts. I listen to very weird podcasts. So Opie says, Sword and Scale is in the chat room and says, thank you for inspiring me to do my show. Now, the guy from Sword and Scale, Mike Bidet, yeah, who was canceled yeah he we, was on the wondery network we've talked about doing this huge show. show yeah huge show we almost reviewed it once. one of the biggest true crime shows ever yeah the host of that show was a creep like crystalia and was trying to hit on all of his fans and then they outed him with screenshots and stuff so they pressured the network and they took the show down and that's the goof is that this guy's like hey i'm a big fan of you opie being a known fucking creep who lost his show. And Opie's like, yeah, I, I, it's awesome, man. I'm glad to hear that, buddy. Yeah. I haven't heard your show, but I'm sure it's great. You fucking moron. Yeah. And then Opie goes on to explain that comedians have terrible podcasts, which he said before. He's starting to repeat himself a lot, unfortunately. But he goes on to say the comedians' podcasts suck. Now, he, doesn't, he just said he doesn't listen to podcasts. But he knows that comedians who have podcasts suck. Oh, my God. Most comedians have shitty podcasts. Can we all agree? There's a few good ones. You know which ones are the good ones. I don't even have to tell you. And then there's a lot of just babbling. Babble, babble, babble. Is that the best description of Opie you've ever heard? Babble, babble, babble. Yeah, it should stay on the board. It's too perfect. <laughs> yeah. This is a guy who's walking around at the beach, wandering around. Yeah. With no thoughts in his head. Talking to four Instagram followers. I'm allowed to make fun of other people's podcasts because I put some effort into it. Yeah. It gives me the right to say, your podcast sucks. You put zero effort in. You turn on your phone. He also tries to talk about politics, which always blows my mind. Opie does not understand politics at all. He thinks it's very much... Everyone's either far right or everyone's far left. Time to dig in. Let's do this. My tribe versus your tribe. 
Are you ready for the Thunderdome? <laughs> I got my talking points off Facebook. Do you have yours? Let's do this. <laughs> uh, it becomes part of your identity. And then you have to argue these points because you really feel that your survival is at risk. Look at me going deep. Well, goddamn. He thought that was him going deep into political discussion. Andy, you live in the real world, as do I. Yeah. Do you have friends who are constantly like all in on Joe Biden or all in on Trump? Because I don't know anyone like that. Oh, well, I'm a truck driver, so yes, I do know people that are all in on Trump. (laughs) Fair enough. Apparently that's who Opie's hanging out with, too. Because most sane people that I know are somewhere in the middle and are not battling with people all day long about politics. I don't don't know why he thinks that that is... Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm the asshole. Ever hear yes, Andy? Opie watched the Jeffrey Epstein documentary... Have you seen that? No. It's interesting. No. It's interesting. It's <laughs> worth a watch. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I did. Did we all knew about Jeffrey Epstein before this doc came out though, right? Yes, I did. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's yes. a pretty big news story, yeah, right? For, yeah. Opie's, crazy. Bo- Opie's blown away. Did anyone see the uh Jeffrey Epstein documentary? I needed a goddamn shower after that. That guy was very manipulative, huh? And it looks like he had a, a lot of dirt on a lot of people. Oh, shit, Sherlock! You're just figuring this out now, Alby. You're just coming up to speed on Jeffrey Epstein. Jesus Christ. Who is listening to this show? His political ranting is, you're either on the right or the left, blah, I'm going deep. And then he goes right into, Jeffrey Epstein oh had a lot of dirt on people. You think? Did you ever see that movie about the... Michael Jackson and all the kids that he fucked? Did you know that Michael Jackson slept in the same bed with a nine-year-old? Can you believe that? What was that movie? Captain EO? Jesus Christ. (laughs) We fucked all those kids. Alright, we have some good news here. You know that Vic passed away. Vic Henley. Oh, I thought you meant voice... (laughs) Not the Vic that everyone loves from WATP who does our review segment. I was like, oh, Vic... Vic yeah, Henley passed Vic Henley, away. Yeah. And Vic Henley passed away right as the lockdown was happening. Yep. So there was no memorial service for the poor guy. <laughs> oh. We didn't go on the Vic Henley tour like we did with for Carl Ruiz, yeah. which is very upsetting. But thankfully, they're going to do something. We're doing the memorial for Vic Henley finally online this coming Monday. It's not open to the public, but oh. they're saying that maybe we could... Um, uh put some of it out there for what? others to to check out so i'll, I'll keep you updated on that oh, but please do you know, I would be too to you know what that. he's saying there what he asked whoever whatever vic's wife or vic's daughter or whoever is putting this on yeah. if he could podcast during the service <laughs> you're right and they said you're right we'll see yeah no fucking way oh can you not youtube live yes he's totally wanted to service. do a fucking instagram live of the of vic's memorial it is funny that you assume that vic would have either a wife or a daughter <laughs> he has neither whoever is organizing his it. family is his mom and Aww. maybe a sibling or two Actually, I know for a fact that Vic Henley's brother played football in college because if you look up Vic Henley on Wikipedia, 
that's the only thing you can find. <laughs> Is information about Vic Henley's brother, which still cracks me up. I am honestly going to miss the Vic Henley being on there and saying goofy shit for us to make fun of. I'm not. I'm going to miss that. <laughs> I miss Carl. I don't miss Vic. <laughs> I do not miss Vic. Okay. This is important stuff. This guy, Jackie Marlowe, who is constantly helping out the show, and we really appreciate it. He sends me an email. It says this. So this past Tuesday, John had Tom Arnold on his show. The podcast was taken down shortly after it was posted. I watched it, and aside from potentially slanderous Tom Arnold comments, I couldn't figure out why it was taken down. Then John explains on Twitter that he was hacked. This is what he wrote on Twitter. My YouTube channel was hacked, and the asshole removed the Tom Arnold podcast. I have since regained control, but I don't have access to the video. If any of you downloaded it, please send it to me. So my buddy Jackie Marlowe has it. Oh, that's fantastic. He, he knows a guy who just records these shows for some reason. Okay. He's not a fan of Center Because I know what is... Tom Arnold keeps running around claiming that he has all this evidence against Trump. Yeah. And... He's been saying that for four years. Anybody that puts something that, you know, pandemic bullshit or mm-hmm. anti-vax bullshit that YouTube deems fake news... Yeah. They take it down. It's not... You're not getting hacked. They're just removing it because you're full of shit. Well, that's the funny thing is that stupid John assumes that he got hacked and the thing that the hacker wanted to do was remove one single video from his podcast channel <laughs> or his YouTube channel. Like, no, if somebody knew your password, it would also be the password to your bank account, to your credit cards. Like, you're not a smart man, John. If someone got your password, they'd be hacking into your bank account and sending a screenshot so that we could talk about how little money you have, which would be... <laughs> Amazing. But I want to hear this crackpot shit. So he's, he comes out and he says, oh my gosh, it got taken down if anybody has it. And fucking Jakey Marlowe, who's amazing, he's like, I have it. He sent me the video. Sweet. Which is awesome. Now, I just got word an hour ago, somehow this video got put back up on YouTube. So <laughs> I, I had exclusive content and now I don't anymore. So that's a bummer. <laughs> this was a little bit more exciting an hour ago than it is now. But still exciting nonetheless. He's talking to Molly McHugh, who's a Russian information warfare expert. Tom Arnold is? Sorry. Stuttering John is. He's got this guy, Noel Kassler. Yes. Him and John do a show now that just bashes Trump for a couple hours. Right. And that's what their show is. So they bring on this person, Molly McHugh. And I'm going to play you this clip. There's a a little bit preceding this, but it's just too boring. I didn't want to play all of it. Thank you. Right. But this woman is going deep into her knowledge of Russia and everything that's going on behind the scenes in this intelligence warfare. Suttering John cannot follow this at all. <laughs> Neither can Noel Kassler, who's also an adult, because he's doing a show with John. He's obviously stupid. Listen to their reaction to this. John doesn't know what to say because he could not keep up. And then he skews the conversation in a direction that makes zero sense. Um, so it's sort of a circuitous uh, route to, to what I'm doing now uh, that in no way was planned, <laughs> but um, I ended up being in a lot of interesting places at the right time to see, I think, things that have been really relevant in the past few years, especially in Georgia and Moldova and Ukraine and learning from really smart people in the Baltic states um, about what Russia is doing and how we all need to be more aware of how this affects us. Um, but I think we're still really far behind in, uh, in, in this learning curve. Okay. <laughs> so everybody knows. Well, 
<laughs> what else do you need to know? That's so. Uh, well, first, uh, before we get into Ukraine, what is this? <laughs> this is just something I find interesting. You like to cook with bourbon? I do cook with whiskey. Oh my god! <laughs> he has an actual guest on his show who actually has information, and he goes, "Oh, okay. You drink it all?" <laughs> what a fucking moron! You think he's the dumbest, stupid person I've ever heard on the internet? This is after he totally derails the conversation away from what she wanted to talk about. He has to go further into explaining what an alcoholic he is. <laughs> now on Twitter to amuses people. And now while you're cooking with that, do you uh, do you start guzzling a little bit as you're cooking? Well, you know, you have to sample. Quality control is <laughs> very important. I was just talking to my friends about that. That sometimes they get so drunk they they'll forget that they you know, they have something in the oven, and or like it's like the worst time to cook is if you're really drunk. Is that why they took it down because of the fake news that John has friends? <laughs> yeah. I was just looking in the mirror and I realized I couldn't cook because I was so drunk. What an idiot. I mean, th this is somebody that wants to maybe corroborate everything that Stuttering John believes, which is that the Russians are backing Trump. Yeah. And Trump is getting pissed on by hookers and Russia. Yeah, remember and when he was impeached? Right before this COVID thing because of his meddling with Ukraine? Yeah. Like, this was a, a giant story that we've all forgotten about. Yeah. This woman's, like, an expert on this. Right. And John goes, you ever uh, drink bourbon? <laughs> what? What a dipshit. What a dipshit. He does a speedweed ad later on, which I didn't think he was going to make any money on. I don't think he does anyway. But listen to him explain his lifestyle. Tell me if you want to be stuttering John's neighbor. Because I love my Speedweed. I smoked the last of my Joe Rogan cigar from Speedweed uh, last <laughs> night. And it's just so enjoyable. No, I just hang out on my patio, smoke some Speedweed, and, uh, and just crank up the tunes, bro. That's what I do. <laughs> some fish, right? And you know what awesome. happens? I start to sing, and then my neighbor... Starts like you know, you know, I'm looking over and going, "What the hell is that noise?" Because I I can't tell that I'm singing loud because the music's so loud in my headphones. Who would admit that? He's out on his porch screaming because he's wasted and has his headphones on. And it's like, yeah, my neighbors don't appreciate that. I would imagine they don't. Singing, you ain't seen nothing yet. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> People try to put us down. Oh, it's good. Okay, this is the last clip I have from the Stuttering John show that went on way too long and had nothing of substance. Tom Arnold comes on as a guest and perfectly sums up Stuttering John. But to get to get it and then continue going, and it's brilliant because a lot of people think, "Oh, Stuttering John, he's the guy that stuttered from." From the Howard Stern show or the Tonight Show, he's that simpleton. He's that fool. Yep. <laughs> Not only a lot of people, everybody, everybody thinks that. Very good, Tom Arnold. So Tom Arnold didn't release all the tapes. He says he has. Dude, <laughs> Tom <laughs> Arnold had a TV show. He was on Stern promoting. I remember a few years ago. Yeah. He's got this show, and they're gonna show these tapes, and it's gonna be all this great. It's a how long can hype last for? Yeah. You actually have to have something at some point. Yeah. 
He's just like bluffing the last yes. year of his life. <laughs> well, Tom Arnold's been bluffing a few more than one year. <laughs> all right. Andy, we've done it all today. Oh, we yeah. talked about the vocal fries. Mm, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to forget. I just bumped you out again. <laughs> you just literally just changed your mood. <laughs> we were having so much fun talking John and Opie. And then you're like, oh, Show's yeah, bummer. those cunts. Forgot about that. <laughs> But we did talk about Opie and, Opie. and Howard Stern and yep. Stuttering John. Breaking news. Breaking news about my appearances coming up. Yeah. On the Drew and Mike show. Right. What else? Some we great songs about? were played. Songs that were amazing. Man Brain Podcast. What PJ more did you Billiam. ask for? Oh, well, that would be everyone's favorite part of the show. The Here's a clip of the podcast that we'll be reviewing on next week's WATP. This is the word from the street. I'm Tom Myers. We're continuing to practice social distancing, do everything online, get anxious to go to a beach this summer, and thumb our noses at authority figures. The 21st century is officially going through puberty. Trump said a protester throwing a rock is just as dangerous as a protester shooting a gun. Not true. Rocks are terrible for use for target shooting and hunting trips. That's precisely why they invented the gun. Militiamen must be very confused. On the one hand, they like that black people are being suppressed. On the other hand, they hate that it's the government-funded police departments trying to do so. Having dealt with the returns policy of several stores, I can understand the desire to want to break windows and burn the business to the ground. This is a podcast called Politipod. Jesus. Starring Tom Myers. Now, Tom Myers, if you don't know, is a character from Cometown. The guys from Cometown hate this guy yeah, it sounds hateable he is terrible at stand-up and they have broken down his stand-up routines before and if you haven't checked that out on youtube i definitely encourage it the reason why we're finally getting around to this is because a little over a year ago tom myers was messaging me directly and saying you should review my show politipod yeah and when people get real aggressive about it it turns me off oh, yeah. they're looking for I don't know uh, what he's looking for. He must, he's, he's already in a fight with Cometown. I don't know what he's looking for from me. If you, if you go to a year ago, if you went on Cometown subreddit, holy shit, it's all this anyone was talking about. It's Tom Myers. So I saw this. I'm like, I don't want to get involved in this. I think the time is right now. <laughs> this guy seems like a real hack. Oh, God. That whole bit that we just heard was like... devoid of humor. No, it wasn't funny at a all. A lot of hot political takes. And yeah, I mean, who wants to talk about this shit? <laughs> I, guess, I mean, to talk I guess about Crohn's it today. Does. Yeah. Oh, Crohn's <laughs> is deciding to. Trust me, it's not going to be any fucking fun. Carl it was, asked me to do this. I started listening to the podcast we did today. And I was like, uh, I, I think I have to go to my. Uh, my nephew's kindergarten graduation. <laughs> yeah, I, I called my sister and I was like, can we move it to two o'clock so that I can't do this podcast? Uh, oh, God. Fuck off. You're under contractual obligation yeah. with your unconscious bias. Good luck, Croge. So yeah, that's the show that we're going to be doing next week. Politipod starring Tom Myers. I'm very excited about that. Andy, anything that you want to plug? Mm, yeah, I'll be selling my socially conscious boondoggle bracelets on Etsy. <laughs> you can buy right. one of those. Well, oh, thank you so much for coming on and for listening to that horrible show. And listening to Opie as well. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Eh, you know, keep apologizing. All right. 
Please join us again next week. It might be the episode we found out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Three, two, one. Bye! Starting in the mosh pits of morning radio. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. these podcasts i don't know i don't get it makes no sense with vic hey vic hey carl how are you vic anyone writing any funny reviews on our Uh apple podcasts or any other occasionally you know anything new that we could talk about um yeah you actually got a one-star review um it says who writes these reviews okay um too many people have podcasts what if we made another podcast where we make fun of uh more successful people who have podcasts two nobodies one star okay this is it's just like summing up what the show is yeah that's not even a review (laughs) fair enough (laughs) um and then we had a long, like, uh, I think it's called, like, a copy pasta. One of my favorites. Um, it's titled Garbages. Um, so you actually, you know, you had a viewer see you. Um, I saw Carl at a grocery store in Rochester yesterday. I told him how cool it was to meet him in person, but I didn't want to be a douche and bother him and ask him for photos or anything. He said, oh, like you're doing now? I was taken aback. All I could say is, huh? But he kept cutting me off and going, huh, 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 and closing his hand shut in front of my face. I walked away and continued with my shopping, and I heard him chuckle as I walked off. When I came to pay for my stuff up front, I saw him trying to walk out the doors with like 15 Milky Ways in his hands without paying. Uh, The girl at the counter was very nice about it and professional. She was like, sir, you need to keep uh, pay for those first. At first, he kept pretending to be tired and not hear her, but eventually turned around and brought them to the counter when she took one of the bars and started scanning it multiple times uh he stopped her and told her to scan them each individually to prevent any electrical interference and then turned around and winked at me i don't even think that's a word after she scanned each bar and put them in a bag and started to say the price he kept interrupting her by slapping his bag really loudly five stars (laughs) what did you say what type of review was that um it's like a Oh, Carl, you're one of my favorite humans. You don't understand things. I don't. Um, I don't. Please, get me up to speed on this. Okay, so it's like these big, like, blocks of text that people put in. And, like, you know, like, they'll put in, like, Taylor Swift or, like, Howard Stern if it's you. Um, Like, fake, fake shit. So you're saying that this story's been told many times and they just swap Mm -hmm. out the name? Absolutely. And then, like, you know, they actually, like, slapping his bag. Why am I able to explain this better than you and I don't even know what the fuck it was? 
Do you think women know how to fucking explain things? That's what the 30 fucking first minutes of your show was, Carl. It's a good point. Exactly. All right, Vic, you just you just won back your credibility. Congrats. Vic, uh, what are you wearing? Uh, I'm wearing a t-shirt and sweats, but like the back of the t-shirt says, "If you enjoyed the ride, uh, tip the guide." Sweet. Yeah. Uh, any other um, and then, Vic? Oh yeah. Yeah, Fabulicious actually posted on Reddit a comment. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I love when Fabulicious posts. He's in the uh, Discord right now too, isn't he? Absolutely. He said, "It girl." <laughs> it girl um yeah like just in the in the discord comments oh yeah yeah um but he said about last week's podcast vic sounds sad vic okay she talk about me but okay i'm not john vic read voicemail don't attack enough uh mad face emoji co-host loud not fan he scream oh i'm not politic but i work for carl god anthony Oh, I'm not politic, but I say Trump tweet. Yeah, okay. Carl, what show on Compound? Carl Guy Patreon buy show on Compound. And then he went on saying Guy on Podcast Annoy. He said creamy and sound gross. Guy on Podcast Breadstick with Bowtie. <laughs> Laughing cat face emoji. Uh, most annoy podcast ever. Hope Guy find worm in bed and never make podcasts. <laughs> God, I wish Fabulicious would come on the show. We've invited him many times. He's so funny. Oh, God. I love so, it so much. Pat Oates was very polarizing last week. Really? It was controversial. He was controversial because... People didn't enjoy it? This is what I noticed. Hmm. And th- this might be where the factions exist. On Discord, people seem to enjoy Pat Oates. Yeah. I enjoyed Pat Oates. On our subreddit... People did not enjoy Pat Oates. <laughs> subreddit. Not even close. All the people do on subreddit is say what they didn't enjoy. Yeah, they don't enjoy Pat Oates. Mm, okay. I see you make lists that are complimentary from time to time. I'm always confused. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I wouldn't know anything about that. I only get love on the internet. True. You really- yeah, Vic, um, Vic is not polarizing. There's only one way to think about her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually got a text last week, uh, oh, and good. it's one of my favorites so far. Okay. Um, he said, hey, Vic, now that you're single, you can escape the penal colony of California and come live in the penal colony of Oklahoma with me. Nothing weird, though. You'll have your own room and separate bathroom. The lock is on the outside of the door, though, for your safety. <laughs> so I might hit him up. Oh, that doesn't even seem... Like it's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Found a guy that will accept the gauge of dildo that he wants you to peg him with. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hit on Vic, all you have to do is join our Patreon. And yeah. You'll get Vic's cell phone I number. joined it so I could block her number. She keeps fucking calling me. I know. Stop. <laughs> and he's just not that into you. Oh, I, you know, I tried. I mean, you know, I want nice Doug to uh, contact me now. He's a Patreon now. He is, uh, yes. Nice dog will uh, hit you up, I'm sure. Dougie, nice. He hasn't outed himself to me yet, but fingers crossed. Could have been his penis that uh, <laughs> was sent to you. You never know. Oh, I actually got another video. I sent it to you last week or something. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I think it was a video like someone else's cock, but it was like just him jizzing on the camera lens, which is pretty impressive, I'll it was, say. It was a very impressive aim. <laughs> How many surprising. takes was that? Yeah, that was, it was like the, the fifth take. Oh, yeah, easily. <laughs> well, there was no crust on it beforehand, so, you know. Well, you studied this very closely. Guys, send your <laughs> penises to Vic. She's really into it. Oh, Apparently. I love analyzing it. Like, Carl's jizz, like, just kind of seeps out a little bit because his balls don't work that well anymore, but... 
<laughs> you know. A sad, a sad, a sad blob. <laughs> Bubble. Uh, oh, boy. Vic, should we listen to some voicemails real quick? Absolutely. All right. This is someone goofing on me for goofing on the Wild Pitch podcast last week. Hey, Carl. You know, I find it really funny how um, you were making fun of the Wild Pitch or whatever, because there's a million baseball-related podcasts above it. I find that really ironic, considering how a while back I was looking for the Isotope, and I found a band that exclusively sings about baseball. Uh, so, you know, get off your high horse, Carl. Anyway, call me back. Fair point. There is a band out of Vancouver called the Isotopes that sings about baseball. We actually played a show with them. Yep. It's time. come up on this podcast, too. And uh, we were first, motherfucker! <laughs> Those assholes. But it's a fair point. Uh, what is this thing about? Let's see. Hey, Carl. Put it on your pop filter. Idiot. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Even with the great news setup, we can't win here. I I fucked up. I <laughs> I had apologize. a lot of I had a lot of plosives last week. Don't I'm, apologize I'm hoping this week it's better. Fuckhead. Well, I feel like you said more peas in the last two episodes too. I know. I feel like that's correct. <laughs> feel I've been aggressive with my peas lately. <laughs> All right. Hot Parl. He's aggressive with my pee. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be on the show, Andy. No, everyone in the Discord knows. This is, we were making fun of Patrick Michael's freestyle rapping. Oh, God. How could you not? Last week. Well, Andy, apparently you and I cannot judge or Pat Oates. Carl, I love the, what you do, you know, reviewing podcasts. That is what you do really well. I don't want to hear you and another one of the whitest motherfuckers I've ever heard in my life tell me what freestyle rapping is. Oh, it's only making it up on the spot. Man, do you think that porn actresses are also having real orgasms? Like, come on, man. Most of them write that shit beforehand. Like, you think Black Thought does a fucking 11-minute freestyle and it's all straight off the top of some of the most complex shit you've ever heard? No, they write it beforehand, you fucking dolts. Uh, I guess I can't blame you. You're, you're fucking whiter than mayonnaise. Anyway, keep up the good work. Okay, guy that wants to defend Seamus. What the fuck are you <laughs> no, doing? What's your angle on that? <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. You're supposed to pretend that you're coming up with it on the spot. Either way, this fucking asshole's like, you know how I'm so good at freestyle? I already wrote it. <laughs> okay. All right, this is... Oh, speaking of Seamus, we all know he's a huge fan of Crystalia. Yeah, right. He has said that if, <laughs> if you understand comedy, you will love Crystalia special. Oh, man, they got Crystalia, dude. Seamus is going to be devastated. Call me back. And the last uh, voicemail that we have here is talking about this very segment. I'm sorry, did I just hear Vic say that people skip to either the Opie Stuttering John or voicemail segments of your show? There is no way that people skip directly to the voicemail segment. <laughs> that is by far the worst segment of your show, and I don't know why I even listen to it. That's yet another reason why you shouldn't have Vic ever on the show. Hot take. Mm, yeah. 
I don't know, know, man. He fucking, he was like, I think he lives in the middle of like bumfuck nowhere Canada. So like, it's fair that he skips to those parts. He's very boring. Wait, you know this person? Yeah, he texted me. He was like, hey, like, I only listen to Opie, Stuttering John, and then I skip to the voicemails. I was like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> I like the Obviously, if he's calling in, he's going to listen to see if his call got played, so he's listening. Correct. Yeah. I also got super drunk when I was talking to him, so it's fair. Yeah. And if you're listening to this, go fuck yourself. Guys, <laughs> Vic is single and gets super drunk. If you want to get her cell phone number... All right, I'm unblocking the number. <laughs> oh, Vic. When are you going to come out and do a full episode with us? That People are demanding it. That you be a, a uh, fucking anytime, Carl. I All got right. nothing but time. All right, I well, worked I, like four hours. I just got to get uh, John C. Dvorak on and then Joe Rogan, and then you're, you're up right to that. <laughs> as soon as Joe Rogan. That's agrees. right. I am better than Joe Rogan. You can write that down. Vic, thanks so much for coming on. Andy, thanks so much for coming on. Yes. I have this to play for you. And my guest today. Yeah, no one likes this part of the show. You guys should all just kill yourselves. And we're out. Woot woot.